0: It took some discipline, but it was not okay for days to go by for someone not to get a call
1: back. Hi, this is Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I want to serve you. This pandemic has been so hard on America's small businesses and on just America in general. If you're ready to start your dream business, boy, do I have a great offer for you. I am giving away 1,000 copies of my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people have this book. It has been printed in multiple languages around the world, and I wanted to find a way to serve America's small businesses in this pandemic and so I'm giving away a thousand copies of my book all you have to do to get your copy is head over to begin slash free offer to you know sign up for your copy all you have to do is pay shipping and we will mail one out to you I am so excited about this I want to serve you grab your copy today ending small business failure Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I am so excited to welcome you to another edition of Small Biz Chat. The goal of the Small Biz Chat podcast is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear stage advice from multiple angles so that you can take your small business to the next level. Now it's time for me to introduce my first guest, Sheree Hendricks. She is a passionate candle lover and entrepreneur. And as the founder of Laguna Candles, she's built an award-winning candle manufacturing company that produces sustainable candles. And she's based in the coastal community of Laguna, California. Some of her past clients include Home Goods, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, and she produces candles for some famous people we all know. But she's not allowed to talk about that she's going to share with us how she built her woman-owned family company and her business. They utilize a proprietary coconut oil wax blend, and all of her candles are lovingly hand-poured and hand-crafted. They often feature local artisans' vessels, and they offer a array of home decor and wellness products, including heirloom artisan candles, corporate gifts, diffusers, and they do private label candles. And if you're in Southern California, you might even be able to drop by and take one of her candle making courses. It's a great team building exercise for those corporate folks out there. So without further ado, if you want more information, you can just go over to lagunacandles.com. Sheree, thank you so much for being here with me today. Yeah, you're so welcome. It's very good to meet you, Melinda. Well, I'm excited to meet you because I'm actually a customer of your business. I've actually been on your website and ordered your candles. So it's actually a real treat for you to be here with me today. So tell me your origin story. How did you start your business? You know what?
0: I've um, I always loved candles. And actually in 2003, um, with that love of candles, I would notice when I would burn my candles, and I bought quite a few, I would see like soot, you know, and it would just didn't seem like a clean burning experience. And another thing at the time, I had three, young, I have three daughters, and of course, they're adults now, but at the time, they were younger. And I really wanted them to be able to choose between working for someone or for themselves. So I came from an entrepreneurial family. My mom was an entrepreneur, my grandfather was. And I just started to do research on better burning candles. I know that may not make sense to others, but that was important to me because I saw the difference. And thus launched uh, Laguna Candles. We're here in Laguna Beach, California. And just based on the research, I saw that with, uh, there was, an, you know, there was a, obviously a need for that type of product, if you will, and that's how I started it. I started it just with basically those simple factors.
1: Your company is a family business, right?
0: Exactly. We're a family business. Originally, we started off, I would purchase candles from other companies. And then they would allow me to uh, rebrand it or, or uh, private label it. And I would sell it. And we did that for a few years. And then we decided what we wanted to do was start to manufacture our own candles. And my husband and my three daughters work within the company. And a lot of the manufacturing basically is done by my youngest daughter's production manager. My husband is marketing director. And then the other two work within the company, you know, a sales manager. And, and then
1: my other daughter is CEO of the company. That's really interesting to have your whole family working in a business. That sounds like a good and bad thing. So I, I imagine there's like some stressful days with that. Of course, of course. And by the way, I
0: didn't mention my son-in-law. I, I He'd kill me if I didn't. He's also worked for <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there are, of course, stressful days. And especially one of the things I noticed was it, when we first started, my goal was just to sell candles online. And so we uh, you know, got the website, online sales, I noticed was not huge, but the business started to take us into, in the direction of mostly spas and resorts, reaching out to do private label candles for their, for their hotel or spa. And so it's just been a, a real interesting journey, but I'm very excited. Now, do you at times have the stresses? Of course, it's all about business. It's not for the faint of heart. But I'm encouraged to see that it's been very sustainable for our family.
1: So I know that you manufacture candles, but what other things, what other types of products do you guys provide? That's a good question, because we've had ones who
0: want the candle, they love the custom fragrance, and then they want either a hand lotion or vegan soap. And not only that, we also offer room sprays and
1: diffusers. Okay, so any kind of smell good kind of device you want, you guys can do it. That's what you're telling me. Yeah. And also some prefer unscented.
0: So, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Okay, I love the way candles smell myself. The whole reason why I want a candle is because of how it smells. But I can guess there's people that don't like. Well, I guess there's people that are allergic to perfume. So that kind of makes sense. So when you think about your business and think about your value proposition, what would you say that it is? One of the things that I I feel that it is, the first word that comes to
0: mind is opportunity. We've had, especially last year, we've had women or men, but the core of the business is private label candles. But we've had many who are home and who may have had a goal of starting their own candle business. And what better timing? So we've had ones reach out to us. They want to launch a private label candle for their for their brand or either they wanted to start their candle company and uh, we have that as an opportunity for many women who want to start
1: their business so I feel like that's an important factor of our brand so what would you say thinking about that what would you say is your top marketing channel like how do people find you and find Laguna Candles
0: you know, I, I'm surprisingly Instagram is a very good marketing tool, marketing tool for us. Um, many because I generally will ask, "How'd you find us?" You know, when we get those calls or either those emails, and typically they'll either say Google, and, but quite a bit of the times they'll say um, Instagram and we've done that organically for years. So, I can see the benefit of uh of doing
1: Instagram ads and and, and also Facebook ads. Okay. So, how did the pandemic affect your business? Did your biz- was your business hurt or do, do, I mean like did you guys kind of innovate through the pandemic? Like what happened to your business? We literally we did have to pivot. Uh, we
0: Originally, we were making our candles out of our garage a couple of years ago, and then we found just a great location downtown, right by the art festival. And we, the size of the location, gave us an opportunity to not only be able to have a small retail store in the front, and then we also had our showroom for the client who wants to come in and and do their own private label or corporate gifting item. And in the very back, we were manufacturing. And it was going somewhat well. The retail store was not as busy, I have to admit. But on another note, the manufacturing was really coming along well. And then COVID hit. So we were told that we had to not only shut down the retail store, but we also had to no longer have our Corporate clients or private label clients come in to sit down and go with their custom fragrances and things of that sort. So everything kind of changed from that standpoint. But thank goodness for online sales, you know, and people wanting home and, and wanting to buy a candle. I'm so grateful uh, we did continue with our marketing efforts. And I feel that, and I'm so grateful for I know I mentioned women a lot, I'll mention women, but I am so grateful for that woman who decided, gosh, I I really want to go on and and start this, start my candle business. And then for them to come back and they say, oh, I sold out, I sold a hundred of them. I'm ready to come back and do another. And it's just so encouraging. And so that's actually, it did allow us to, to scale, if you will, we saw the growth. But then we also saw a need for a second location. And so our second location is about 15 minutes away and it's a much larger manufacturing facility. And now we can offer warehousing. And so even though it was challenging last year, and I'm sure it was for everybody, I still came into 2021 with a lot of gratitude.
1: Awesome. Awesome. That's great. So it sounds like the pandemic was a, was, was a setback to a flash forward. So that sounds really, really good. So I imagine with all the leads coming in from folks wanting to do their own candle business and private label candles and stuff, you have a pretty small team. So how did you guys kind of manage all the leads that were coming in? You know, we were
0: fortunate in that um, I had a very dear friend. I shared with her this challenge. You know, when we're in the middle of making candles, we're getting phone calls. <laughs> and oddly enough, it was we did get emails, but it was more so calls. This uh, friend of mine, she mentioned this company called uh, she referred to this Ruby Mail. I believe it's called Ruby. And uh, she mentioned that how they would helped her her company. And so therefore I reached out to them and they were very professional, extremely helpful and help hearing me out and hearing what our challenge was and coming up with a plan. And that trem- that was a tremendous help for us. Because you can imagine customer service is huge. You don't want anyone waiting days to get a call back or things of that sort. The way it helped strengthen our brand. It really did help with our customer service also.
1: What was going on? Like how big of a bottleneck was it for you guys? Um,
0: Gosh, I don't have all the stats with me, but I know on an average we were getting, I'd say approximately, I'd, I'd say maybe about 50 calls a day or maybe a little bit more. And as these calls are coming in, you cannot just, I didn't feel comfortable with them just going to voicemail. It wasn't personable enough. I really wanted someone to be able, I wanted them to get a live voice. This was not the time for someone who's already home and dealing with whatever to have to get on a voicemail. And so the idea of a live voice, someone getting on that line and and really hearing what, what the call was about, of course, helped. And so just that in itself made me feel a lot better
1: about the process. So did I answer your question? No, you you uh, definitely, you definitely, I felt like you definitely answered my question, but I guess my, my follow-up question to that is, so what happened? So you engaged Ruby and then what happened?
0: What happened was they did, they kept their promise. You know, they, they uh, spoke with the, the, um, the client, they found out what the need was We would typically get many emails from them and they'd let us know, you know, John Doe reached out. He's wanting to include a thousand candles in his his hotel. And he'd like you to follow up with the phone call because he's really kind of wondering what fragrances to go with. So they were very specific. I like the idea. of They didn't have the the um, lead, the client, uh, the potential client hanging, and we were able to get that lead. And so, therefore, I was able to increase my team,
1: you know, by a couple of people, and we were able to follow up as we got those leads in. So it sounds like that that really that really kind of catapulted you guys to realizing that you needed a manufacturing like you needed a bigger manufacturing space because of all these all these, I mean, 50 calls a day is a lot of calls. So, I mean, that's a lot. So, so kudos to you that your marketing was working elsewhere, boy, you know, one of the biggest challenges that I think a lot of small businesses have is with follow-up. And I tell people all the time, it's one thing to have a sales system, but if you don't have a follow-up system, what you're going to have is a, a, a leaky a leaky faucet, right? So, mm-hmm. so those leads are going to go you know, right back down the drain to go find somebody else. And that is not what you want if you spend all kinds of time and money driving traffic, driving leads, and then you don't have a good follow-up system. So I am so excited that you were able to leverage a service to help you. And with that, I'm going to go to commercial. When we come back, I want to hear more about how Ruby helped you revolutionize your business. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and we will be right back. People always ask me, how can I become my own boss? With multiple features in The New York Times, Forbes, and ABC News as America's number one small business expert, I know a thing or two about how to do it. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I've been coaching small business owners since 2008. That's right. I've been helping small business owners plan for success since the last recession, and I'm still here reaching over 3 million small business owners a week online. I've spent the last 12 years compiling exactly what I did to become my own boss. I even broke it down into a six-step system in my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Over 100,000 people in multiple languages around the world have this book. And due to the pandemic, I know people need help. If you're ready to transition successfully from being an employee into your own business, I'm here to help. I'm giving away 1,000 copies of Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months for free. All you need to do is pay for shipping. That's right, I'm giving away 1,000 copies for free. If you've always wanted to start your dream business, let me give you a roadmap to success. This offer will only be available while supplies last. And when they're gone, they're gone. Click on the button to grab your copy today. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. We're talking with Sheree Hendricks, the CEO of Laguna Candles, and she's talking to us about how you can leverage outside vendors to boost sales in your business. Sheree, thank you so much for being with us. I want to pick the story back up now. Okay, so so you got Ruby. Ruby's answering the calls. They're sending you emails every day with who, who wants what and who this, and then so what did you learn and like how did your business change once somebody else was answering the phone
0: by the way I you mentioned the CEO I'm the founder so I wanted to be clear on that because I don't know if my daughter would like that so <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be clear on that okay so what did I learn first of all I learned about the consistency because sometimes you can miss calls I mean you know uh, you take it for granted, and and all of a sudden, on a consistent level, had you not have had you not had we not had someone kind of chiming in like Ruby and being able to give us an idea as far as the the amount, I had no idea we were getting that that many calls. Because keep in mind, before this, they were just going. My husband, I mean, we were manufacturing, so they would go to voicemail. Yes, yeah, some we took, and then there with wanting to manufacture I mean to start your own candle business there's a lot of questions involved it's a lot more involved than just oh let me go and grab that candle off the shelf and then let me buy it because we're making something that's customized for them and their vision and the fragrances they love and a lot of that information even though Ruby didn't sell for us in no way but what they did was they were able to glean information Oh, this person—they mentioned that they're really interested in the, in the floral fragrances or things like that. So that helped, and I also learned the importance of—I've always felt that follow-up was huge. To me, I've had people thank us for following up. That's how vital it is that you not, you know, drop the ball, and and that you are consistently following up. So I think that that part of it really enhanced our overall message is for us showing we care about that inquiry.
1: Well, did you change anything about your business based on the insight that you were getting from the information that the Ruby receptionist was getting for you?
0: Yeah, I, I had to. I had to increase my uh, team. So yeah, that's one thing. And also I had to emphasize that it wasn't okay that the phone ring and, or that you not follow up. So there were certain things that we had to, it was imperative that we make sure we follow through, follow up and do it in a timely manner, you know? And so it took some discipline, but it was not okay for days to go by for someone not to get a call back. But the overall business model, I wouldn't say we changed it from that standpoint, but we just put more thought and we really uh, worked well as far as our, did the best we could in working on customer service.
1: Excellent, excellent. I love it. So, if you were talking to another small business that was, you know, a service business, you know, fielding sales inquiries, what advice would you give them about, you know, how to organize themselves or, you know, whether or not Ruby might work for them?
0: Well, I would just uh, suggest that they be mindful of the fact that if they're getting inquiries and they're getting leads in, and they're falling to the wayside or they're not able to handle it. I think it takes humility and it also takes trust to be able to delegate, reach out and say, you know, I need a little help here. And then not only that, don't expect them to sell for you because they won't, but they can
1: help make the process easier. And that's what we found. So tell me this, in all your years you've been in business, you've been in business, what, 17, 18 years? Yeah, since 2003. What would you say is the best business advice anyone has ever given you? Two
0: things. Number one, I was told early on, and I also encourage, I mention this to others who ask me. Sometimes people think it's so easy. And I think that one of the best advice is not for the faint of heart. Be Be ready to hang on and hang on tight. So don't assume you're going to be home and, oh, I have a business. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. And then the other thing I can remember, one, um, someone, and he's also a dear friend, but he said, no one, no one would ever spend $35 for a candle. And when you hear someone say, that would never happen, let that inspire you. You know, don't, don't let the, and I know he wasn't being negative, but to him, that was not real. But to, uh, to me, it was. And so don't let the naysayers not destroy your dream, but impact your dream. If it's real to you, keep at it. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. Be ready to, to work.
1: I love it. I love it. Cherie, thank you so much for your valuable insight. What is your favorite podcast? Small Biz Ladies podcast. <laughs> oh, no, you're all right. <laughs> You're trying to be teacher's pet here. What are you doing? Um, Listen, I thank you. I thank you for listening to my podcast. But, uh, you know, are there any others that you really like that you listen to? I'm being totally honest. No. (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate that. I'm your first foray into podcasting. All right, Cherie, what is your favorite business app? You're not going to believe this, but the one that I enjoy the most is Calm
0: because I really feel that self-care is huge and taking just that moment to just get quiet. And so I feel it's an excellent business out
1: calm. Well, given that you're a Canyon manufacturer, I'm that's not that big of a reach for me. I can see why you would like that. <laughs> because I feel like you're in the self-care business, right? You want people to smell the candle and chill. So I I can see why Calm would be a great app for you. And I actually really like that app a lot as well. Um, But my favorite app, I got to tell you guys, is Dropbox. I couldn't live without Dropbox because I have so many team members and people all over the country and one outside of the country. And if I didn't have Dropbox, our stuff would be a mess. So <laughs> I'm a big, big, big fan of Dropbox. Uh, Cherie, what is your favorite old school marketing tip?
0: I think that uh, marketing is the key. Don't let time go by without being consistently honing in and
1: focusing on
0: marketing. I think that's
1: the uh, primary key to business. I love it. I love it. And you're right. If you're not marketing, you will not have soon have no business. So I agree with you 100% always keep marketing good good stuff what is the best business book you have ever read there's one book it's
0: called black is the new green that was one of the best books i've ever read business books black is the new green now why is that what did you love
1: about that book
0: um i like the data i I thought it was very enlightening I like the idea that this was many years ago, but they had a pulse on being mindful of diversity Mm -hmm. and the power of, just the power of of, of what we spend. And not only that, who's
1: spending it. And it was just a great book. I think I would suggest it to anyone. Okay, I like that. I like that. And so with that, that's it guys. So thank you so much for being my guest on this edition of the Small Bitch Chat Podcast. And thank you all for joining me for this episode of the small bitch chat podcast. I've got a brand new book coming out. It's called become your own boss in 12 months, the revised and expanded edition. If you are interested in being one of my beta readers and getting your hands on that book and some other cool stuff early before everyone else head over to succeed is your own boss.com slash join the book team. If you do that, I'm going to make sure that you have an opportunity to get in on what we're going to call the book launch team. And so don't miss out for that. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on today's episode. If you want more information about how to start and grow a successful small business, head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com and sign up for my course, How to Sell and Market Online. Get your business going in the right direction. Thank you all. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host, and I'll leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Melinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, Visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.